graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! All right, the TCA studio is open once again after a holiday break. Matt Robinson, Rob Christie. Give us a, uh, a follow on social media at all can audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us. All that stuff. What's happening, man? Just happy to be here, Matthew. Oh, oh, oh I'm being Matthewed on the uh, very first show of the new first year. Vi- hey, it is not actually. It is the second show of the new year. It is the first show back in studio uh, of the new year. Right. I had, I had I- some things to say on uh, on New Year's Day. I, had, I could not wait to get off my chest, man. Okay. This yeah. is not the one with you and Brandon. No, that was the day before where there was also lots of things said. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was one of the other things we did over the holidays. I haven't teed up quite enough. Lever Sage checked in from Italy. So if you've missed any of these over the holidays, and I'm sure you have because, you know, you probably got better things to do during the uh, the holiday break than, than listen to me. Yeah, Lever over in Italy catching us up on the beers he's tried so far and uh, and his long-distance takes on the uh, North American sports landscape. Hopefully it's better than Peroni. Peroni? Yeah. Peroni. That sucks, that beer, man. Okay. Terrible. Uh, maybe we've covered this before we get into our beers. The Italian Pilsner. Not really feeling the Italian Pilsner as much as I like the... You know, okay. the German Pilsner, the Bohemian, Bohemian, Bohe- not Bohemian. That's the, <laughs> the Bohemian Pilsner yeah. is sort of my, uh, my go-to. I, I, I don't, I've only ever tried a couple Italian Pilsners. It's not really my thing. I, okay. I don't well, know everybody what they wants doing. one, right? The Mexicans want to do one. Like everybody wants to get behind that. Everybody wants to rule the world. It's as, true. Uh, yeah. Songs uh, from the big chair, Matt. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, apologies to the listener if my voice is currently displeasing. I'm. We're working through some things here. Lung yeah. butter. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, but uh, we have beers, as always, and uh, we got a lot to cover that uh, that has taken place over the holiday season. World Juniors in the rear view for most Canadian hockey fans at this point. Uh, Sens made some front office changes. The PWHL is up and running. Uh, the Blue Jays front office have, have made it clear today that they think they're pretty close to set for, for opening day. And the Leafs... Leafs just praying that they don't have to turn to a 40-year-old Zamboni driver to uh, to get in between the pipes for them. Although the one time they saw one uh, went, went okay for that team. We'll get to all of it, but we start with the beers. What are you going with there, man? I have a little something today from left field. Oh. So I have the all-Canadian stout. I've never had a stout from, from left field. I've had a couple. I've never had that one. Okay, this is called? The all-Canadian stout. Like the All-Canadian Surf Club. Sure. Denim jackets and long hair. <laughs> Come on, man. Off the Tragically Hip album? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so this is called Tip O'Neill. Okay. I like this. Yeah, I like their references. They they do good things. So you know Tip O'Neill? I do. What do you know about Tip O'Neill? Not a lot, but I am familiar with the... It, it's a name I keep tucked away with Stubby Clap. And, tucked up uh, under? Yeah. More hip, uh, hip references. <laughs> yeah. It's just stuck in my head. Yeah. Um... Tip O'Neill, yeah. the first winner of MLB the Triple Tip Crown. Award. <laughs> All, well, that, yeah, there yes. is a Tip O'Neill Award. Yeah. Um, this year went to? Don't know. Josh Naylor. Really? All yeah. right. But yeah, first ever winner of the MLB Triple Crown. Tip O'Neill, Canadian. Nice. Bo- born in Montreal. Yeah. There you go. That's what I got. Now, I think he had 14 home runs and like 26 RBIs. <laughs> so... Uh, 
as you're hitting a beanbag, trying to hit a beanbag <laughs> over your neighbor's fence back in 1883, I think. So. Sure. It was a different game, a little bit. That is what I got here. But yeah, looking it up today, yeah. there's a pile of Triple Crown winners up until like the 40s. And then it sort of went. <laughs> well, especially, you know, and there is some distance between the 40s and now, but the way we're playing the game now, right? Where it's not, it, it's all or nothing. Golf it out or strike out in a horribly embarrassing way. Um, the, the, it's the uppercut swing. It's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy at this point to get the, the triple crown. We don't see it, anyone even approaching it anymore. This is gorgeous. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, they're basically. Left field doesn't do much poorly. I would agree with you. The only thing they do poorly is put it in small cans. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, the containers. Are, are poor. Yes, but the receptacles <laughs> with which I get them to my house. Yes. Um, but yeah, it has all that sort of that nice, and it's hard to describe it as nice, but it's it's got that sort of coffee, fresh roasted coffee yeah. with a hint of sort of that mineral taste you get in, in at the back of your mouth. Right. But it's smooth, it's light, it's 4.5, but man, it tastes like you could pound down about 12 of these. Yeah. Which you'd like to at a ballpark, right? And that's rare in a stout, although maybe not for you and I. <laughs> no, no. This is the wrong crowd. Yeah. Grab that but in. a lot of people feel like they don't want to, a stout is not a poundable, spend the afternoon drinking kind of beer, uh, to which you'd say, champ up a little. Yeah, exactly. Tip O'Neill disapproves of This is exactly right. <laughs> now, but the, it's got a nice head on it. Yeah. It is, uh, and it's interesting. They use a, um, a pale malt that it's a, it's a Ontario barn owl malt. Okay. Um, Not familiar, obviously. No, but, neither am I, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a paler malt. And then they use a roasted red shed barley from Alberta. That's, that's the two main ingredients. Thus the all Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I would, uh, very much suggest, uh, you run out right now. Five thumbs up. And purchase this. Three thumbs anyways, yeah. <laughs> Matt. One without the nail. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, over here. I have reached into the fridge. I, w- I couldn't remember what I was coming home to. I've only been back in town for about a day. And uh, luckily still had a couple things sitting in in the fridge. This is uh, from the Orleans Brewing Company again. The Billy Bob Bison American Pale Ale. Billy Bob Bison. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have time to do any research on what that might be in reference to. Um, but this is quite nice. And it almost has kind of a crisp finish closer to an IPA than an APA maybe. Uh, coming in at 6%, pretty nice, man. And I, I, I don't want to say a whole lot more than that because I, I don't want to be unfair to the brewery as, as I referenced a few minutes yeah. ago, my taste buds may not be right on right now, but I am getting that crisp finish, which I like out of like a West coast IPA. Okay. And 6% is, is quite high for an APA. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah, kicking yeah. us off nicely. How was your, uh, how was your break, man? How was the holidays? How was Christmas, New Year's? What went on, uh, in your super, world? Super busy. Yeah. Super busy, lots of people coming and going, lots of cooking, a pile of cooking, but really nice. Pulled off, pulled it all off, didn't poison anybody. No one was sick. Unintentional. And yeah, no, it's exactly. So I took down a little less rum and eggnog. That's a shame. You hate to hear it. Than I, than I would have liked to. <laughs> we started out with five liters of of farm boy or organic eggnog. Yeah, okay. Which is the best. Uh, the, the organic, I don't know why I threw that in there, but it's, it's what it is. Yep. And it's, it tastes fantastic, but I still have a, an extra liter. So what's going to happen there? Are you someone who can keep drinking eggnog into January or does that go to waste? Now? 
percent. Okay. <laughs> now, and I am not never do- leave a soldier behind. Yeah, I'm not doing a a dry yeah. I know in the past I've tried that. Damp. It, it just moist yuary. Moist It really doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for a guy who shows up on a weekly beer, yeah, yeah. beer and sports podcast. So I, I am also not a. I am not a New Year's resolution guy. Right. Um, you can do it. I see our, our good. Put your ass into it. I, you can do it. <laughs> um, I see our good buddy Maddie is out there chastising people on, uh, on X, <laughs> like, which is a good thing he's working on his plyometrics because he just hopped right up on his soapbox there and started preaching. <laughs> I must have missed this. I, oh. I made a conceit. Again, no. No resolutions, but I made an effort over the holidays to have my phone in my hand far less often. Good right? for you, yeah, Matt. Take a little break yep. from uh, the online world. So I missed whatever Maddie was, oh, he uh, was just saying, throwing bombs. To- today you will see people tweeting about not drinking and getting up at 5 a.m. and hitting the gym and going to cold, taking cold showers. And he's like, I have a successful business and I sleep in and I drink and <laughs> love you, Matty. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, have you thrown your shoulder out trying to slap yourself on the back? <laughs> Anyways, like I said, he's fit and he's, he's, all those things are true. Yep. hundred percent. And he can hop up on that soapbox yep. and hop directly back. No problems. <laughs> yeah, Spry <true>. little fella. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it, it, I, I got a piece of, of mail to, I believe it was our uh, yeah, it was our Instagram direct messages. Wanted you and I to comment on this holiday phenomenon. And I'm going to paraphrase here because I understand why the message was long, but it's a little too long to, to read it all here. So I, I've tightened it up a little bit. This comes from Kyle. No, uh, no look. I guess it doesn't matter. But if you send us something, I'd like to know where you're listening, right? Is it Kyle in... We used to get Kyle all kinds of met Kyle in Boston. Boston. We used to hear from all the time. But yeah, I, I don't know if this is the same guy or not. It doesn't matter. But, you know, if you're going to write in, let, let's. So his point essentially was that on Christmas Eve, he went to his wife's parents' place, spent the night there. And uh, there was an issue in the morning that required him to, 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 to need a plunger. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as it started, I'm like. 100% man, buddy's had too much turkey or something. So no plunger in the one bathroom that, that he's using. Uh, he leaves that party, goes to his brother's place where he's now married to his sister. They stay the night there. The next morning, he requires a plunger again. <laughs> wow. Now, maybe an indication of how Kyle is treating his body during the holidays. Maybe just bad luck. Things happen sometimes, right? Poor plumbing. Were you in the country? He says, his question is, should it not be mandatory that you have a plunger in every bathroom of your house? Do not make your house guests go, you know, walking through the living room, having to pull something. Where's the plunger? Don't make somebody go find it in another bathroom and have to walk through the halls with it of the, this guy has been to two have different, you put your shirt on when you're doing <laughs> two sets of in-laws or two different houses, both times needed a plunger. There was not a plunger in the bathroom. Let's start here. Is there a plunger in every bathroom in your house? So Kyle. Okay. Was there a toilet brush? <laughs> Oh, 
Um, <laughs> there is a toilet in the... In, or a plunger. A plunger, sorry. Yeah. In two of the three. But there is one in the main bathroom that guests would The guest room. Most that has obviously. to be... You got to do that for your guests. You can't make them come looking for you. This is a horrible moment that hap- it happens from time to time. Because you don't want to follow that guy back in to show him where it is. No. After he's done that. Like, presumably, he has searched the bathroom he's in high and low, just hoping, right? Just praying. And it ain't there. And now he's either got to go to the master or is there a third bathroom? Like, this is, I man, I when Kyle sent me this, I am equal parts howling. And also, I feel so bad for this guy two straight mornings. Well, and I'll tell you. I'm going to go ask somebody else. Hey, do you have a plunger? I'll tell you what is mandatory. <laughs> Kyle, it should be mandatory that you bring a plumbing snake with you wherever <laughs> you go. Because clearly. You think wind. they have the travel size? You yeah, exactly. Your, little, the side pocket of your duffel one bag. they're going to flip it out. <laughs> yeah, in with your toothbrush and whatever else. No, little, not in with your toothbrush. Your little pocket, your pocket snake. Because <laughs> clearly, you have to be less cheese. <laughs> And more fiber. So uh, has, has Kyle been wronged or is, is Kyle asking for too much? Uh, had Kyle not, not clogged <laughs> two to toilets, back. one, one can happen to anybody. And, and Kyle. But to be fair, you're, you're eating a lot. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're trying some things that some family members have brought. You're drinking a lot. Maybe, maybe it was just more wiping than usual. <laughs> A little too much paper in there. A little too much paper in the business work. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, I think, uh, wow. Then I think you should also, after the first one and moving forward into the next couple of holiday seasons. Kyle's you, never going away again on holidays. You, you should practice a courtesy flush. I think the courtesy flush never goes bad. <laughs> Crack a window, courtesy flush, and then you do your work. I can't say this particular incident has, like, has crossed my mind that back-to-back days you're marching through a stranger's living room with your plunger in hand. Um, but hind- <laughs> now that it's pointed out, yeah, I, I think it's only only fair that at least in, as you pointed out, your, your most frequently used guest bath, whichever one you would count on guests using, you should do them a courtesy, the courtesy of, of having one sitting there, right? I do remember also being at uh, somebody's place on New Year's Day, and there being an issue <laughs> and someone going, what do you think's open on New Year's Day where you can buy a plunger? And again, us just having a okay. huge laugh of like, no one has ever impulse bought a plunger. Like if you bought a plunger, you need a plunger. <laughs> and so marching home on New Year's Day with a plunger. It's an interesting hand. thing, Matt. <laughs> it's an interesting thing because uh, last time I lived on my own, I went out. You buy a brush. Impulse buy? No, you buy a brush. Yeah. You buy, you know, a little toilet duck or whatever the clean, yeah. whatever you did not buy a plunger. 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 Yeah. Did not buy a plunger. Okay. So he I was think optimistic. I, well, clearly, uh, clearly, I have enough <laughs> fruits and veggies, man. It, it smooths it all out. It smooths it all out. All right. See those those I understand. Like when you're moving into a new place, you grab a a plunger or or whatever, right? But yeah. if you see someone walking home at 10 a.m. on New Year's Day with only a plunger in hand, it's because they needed a plunger today. See, see that guy has a plunger <laughs> under his under his one arm and he's scratching a scratch ticket. I can almost guarantee you that's that guy. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Maybe a pepperette stuck in his mouth too. <laughs> Not you, Kyle. No. 
Uh, this was one of the most fun notes we've gotten in a while. Kyle had been through some things when he sent this on Boxing Day. Looking for some therapy. Didn't even reply. I just like, I'm going to tuck that away, save it for the show. We will, uh, we'll talk about it. So I don't know if we were any help, Kyle, but, but we feel your pain, man. Clearly you've been through, you've been, you've been through some things. Well, and clearly the pain extended over a couple of days because <laughs> you didn't get rid of it. Now it's for many people. Are you still married, Kyle? Like you <laughs> Oh Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure she knows. She was embarrassed. This is not a. She has a plunger. I I, I was just going to say, this cannot be the first time that's happened. So I'm sure she had eyes wide open when when that whole thing went down. (laughs) Although it is interesting, my brother and his wife. Yes. um, They'd been dating for, I don't know, eight months. And they were at my house for dinner. And I was talking about Jeff's terrible. You brought that up at dinner. In front of yeah, his was, new girlfriend. It was, a, it was after dinner. It was eight months. It was eight months. And whatever it was, and she's like, oh, Jeff never farts. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are we what? talking about the same man? Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You're in for a horrible surprise. <laughs> Anyways, I think she looks back on that story now with, with, uh, with a knowing wry smile because- She'd yeah. been warned. She, well, this is it. And yeah. I, I think that was also, I, I think I did Jeff a solid because I, I think at that point he's like, yeah, all right, I can't hold it anymore anyways. <laughs> I've been tightening the belt for eight months and. <laughs> all right. That's how we kick off 2024 back in the TCA studio. Appreciate the note, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, why don't we start with the world juniors? Didn't go great. Uh, eliminated in the quarterfinal on one of the wonkiest Goals against with 11 seconds, you may ever see kind of deflecting off a stick and a shin pad or skate and then off the post and in. But it's not like this Team Canada had been lighting it up at any point in the tournament. They There was, yeah, I mean, we all get to take our cracks at Latvia and uh, and run up our stats. But they this team never really appeared to click. And it, it kind of panned out the way a lot of the experts said that it might when they looked at this team. I know TSN, when they do their... You know, they're reasonably honest enough about it, saying, you know, they may not be the favorites this year, but here's why Canada's still going to be great. But places like Elite Prospects and, and Scott Wheeler and The Athletic were saying this team does not have enough finish. Um, we can get into, you know, this birth year in particular and how they were affected by the pandemic, uh, this and that. But how much of, of Team Canada, I know you were quite busy, did you find yourself watching and, and what do you think of, of the team? I took in uh, bits of every game, okay. either watching on TV or I had it on while while getting things ready. So I listened to a lot of the radio. Oh yeah, uh, terrible. Oh, uh, see, I see. I think was it Matt Cullen? Is I that who was doing play by play? That's who. Yeah, that's who's doing play by play. Okay, see, I, I and I only I had to listen to the one game on uh, on radio, and he kept referring to Devonte. I assume that's Devonte Smith Pelly. Correct. And they weren't bad. Devontae Smith-Pelly did not bring a pile, but he didn't take away a pile. He, I thought his, yeah, for, again, it was only one game. Like, I thought his insights were fine, but a little flat delivery, yep. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas I didn't know, is that the Matt Cullen? No. No, okay. No. The, the I didn't mind his call, the yeah, play-by-play. No, and, and you're right. Yeah. And, and so where I'm going with this is, uh, in past years, the intermission has been Jim Taddy and and um, yeah, Sean Simpson. Yeah. Right here in town. Yeah. Uh, Sean Simpson, no longer an employee of TSN. Right. So they replaced him with, mm. drum roll please, mm. Anthony frickin' Stewart. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. And not a fan. 
Not a fan. Not a fan. Sorry, Anthony. Yeah. Not a fan of your work on on Hockey Night or apparently the color. He was um, a, a bit of a homer, a bit of a shill for for the Maple Leaf, which is fine. But I, I think and and I think this brings up the a wider issue. We'll get back to the to the team itself, but sure. it's like the f- the fragile ego of the Canadian hockey fan, especially this time of year. It's like we expect gold or nothing less. Yeah, and you have to sell it like that. And and the reality is sometimes you're just not going to be good enough. Right. It's it's a wild and crazy world, and so like it's entirely possible that that bounce could have happened at the other end. And Canada gets by Czechia. But are you convinced you're better than the Swedes or the Americans this year? Right, like this, that, that this game group? against the Swedes could have went 120 minutes and they wouldn't have scored. Right. So you know this team just yeah that game you can say they're unlucky to lose that way and they yeah. were. But was this team a particularly good Canadian team? Not really. No. And as you've said it, to me, they all could be fine. They all the, these players could move forward. Sure. Matt Savoy. You name it, Connor Geeky, like they could all go on and have yep. better than average NHL careers. Sure. For whatever reason, it it just didn't click here. And you could feel like it didn't click, right? Like watching. And you're well, like, that Germany game. You're like, you're carrying the play. But I remember Gord Miller, uh, Gord Miller saying repeatedly, like, they just can't get inside. Look at all these shot blocks and stuff. Like, against Germany, you have to get inside. Like, you have to be yeah. able to break that down. And this team just couldn't. Right. And and it's it's one of those things. If if you were watching, if you were listening, you know, even even on the television, how many times did you hear Mike Johnson saying, "Man, they need to shoot more." Yeah, way too much deferring. Well, after that check game, one of the uh, Hockey Canada officials says he counted thirty opportunities that Canada had to shoot and chose to either make a yeah. pass or get it in instead. And that's it's a lot of opportunities lost, right? And, and then how many times did they miss the net entirely? So yep. the shots they did take. Yep. Now I get a big goalie, right? You're shooting for specific spots, but the reality is you shoot enough pucks and the checks had 19 shots, I yep. think. Yeah. They just risked that puck. And and if I was listening to it at work on the radio and the radio call was here comes Czechia on a 3 on 3. And you're like, "All right, 3 on 3, whatever." We're all right. And you're like, bam, yeah. goal. And you're yeah. like, oh, 11 <laughs> seconds. You're like, that's, yep. it's terrible. But I was very interested in the tournament. I said that. I, I was interested to see it back in Europe and earlier games and the like. Yeah. Um, but I was not. When that goal went in, you're like, oh, 11 seconds. You got zero chance yep. to come back. Yeah. This game is over. Um, but it, 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 I wasn't shocked. I guess is where I'm going. Uh, heartbreaking is heartbreaking for those guys who lost that game. Yeah, hundred percent. But, but anybody watching it and, and and following the tournament, if you were heartbroken by that, you weren't you weren't watching all the signs. Well, I I don't know if that's fair. You can cheer your it's heart totally, out and hope the Canadian totally kids fair. are, you know, get it done. You can be yeah. upset that they didn't, but you can't be shocked. Maybe is the you can't you can't you know shout at Oliver Bonk on Instagram. Oh. I think you can. I think we're seeing that. Yeah, uh, what a piece of shit. That's the, uh, just some fat guy who's never played any the sports. Czech in his double life. agent amongst us. Right? Yeah, <laughs> who's who's just out there sitting on his couch and just berating a eighteen year old kid. The, I look at a few different things that happened here, and look, it, it was elite prospects that I was reading before the tournament that said 
that there were some really poor decisions made in terms of guys that Hockey Canada always loves to bring, the plays the game the right way guy, as opposed to just... The Rob Zamner. Yeah, as opposed to the, you know, uh, you know Harlem Globetrotter style, you know, just pick your best guys and go. And even once they had selected the roster, they made some really interesting choices. And the one guy, and obviously because I would have kept an eye on him, is Fraser Minton on the top line. And that just didn't fit. That's not who he is. And last year and through the last little bit in the WHL, he's been pretty good on the power play. But like even the Leafs understood when they were taking this guy, this is never going to be a 100-point center who is, you know. Obviously, they put him on a line with uh, Celebrini and I think it was Dume to start. Yep. And he was supposed to be the, the dig it out and get it to those guys guy. And I, I understand what you're thinking there. And he's your captain, so you're going to put him on the power play. You're going to give him these chances. But it's just, that's not him. He'd have been perfectly fine as your number three center or something like that. Like, they just had too many guys like that who had to be slotted just perfectly. Like, Easton Cowan, the other guy from the Leafs, they brought him to be a PK guy because he's been killing it at that in London. But you can't have, on a roster this size at this time of year, guys that you're really only hoping to use in very limited situations when you already don't have enough finish. And that was the thing that that EP was pointing out before the tournament, that this team was at times probably going to carry play, was going to cycle well, yep. was going to have the, but they weren't going to have enough finish. And at the end of the day, you pointed it out, man. A lot of shots wide, a lot of shots blocked. That's exactly what happened. There were lots of moments where Canada carried the play and just couldn't finish it. And that's, you know... And, and I was trying to think of, because it, it felt a lot like, really, and you go back and you start to look at some of the results from sort of 2010 till now, right? And there's some hit and miss oh, in, yeah. in that last, and and part of it is, like, this is a tournament without the Russians. Yep. And you still didn't make the semis. Yep. And so it, it's good. I think that it's good for the depth of hockey that the Slovaks sure. are, are on the come again. The Czechs are clearly... At least in an age group, yeah, where it's strong. Um, I want to win a gold every year too. I, I do. I don't. I don't. But the depth of hockey is better, I think, right at this moment than it's been in a long time. The Swiss should have beat the Swedes, I think, in that in that other quarter. Yeah, yeah. But on well, the Germans beat the Finns in the round robin, and yeah. the Finns get through. But that's good for hockey when those things happen. Of right? course, it's, it is. Yeah. Well, and then the Finns in the crossover beat the higher seeded Slovaks. Yep. Beat the, the Finns beat, after losing to the Germans, beat the Swedes who hadn't allowed a goal in the first three games. Yes, in the round robin. Yeah, yeah you can't, the, the, the Finns are pesky and no matter what happens, no matter what, they are always, yeah, they're a force, man. They, they, they routinely get it done. Yeah. But I was looking back at the 2016 roster because I'm like, what was that team that had Braden Point on it and and Mitch, Mitch Marner. Marner? Yeah, so the Marner one is the one that always stands out to me as like that wasn't a very that team didn't click that never team never clicked. So I went back to look at that team and to see because they didn't they didn't I, I don't know where they finished but they didn't finish in the top four. Right. So that team had Braden Point on it. It had Mitch Marner on it. It had Travis Konechny on it. Uh, Thomas Shabbat was on it. Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom is on that. Yeah. And so you're like. Man, that's some should that, be fine. That on its own is is some good talent, but it just didn't click, and it didn't feel like in the tournament. My recollection was that it was going to click, and it didn't. Obviously, no, yeah. so 
sometimes, whether it's your, you know, your Owen Becks or your, like I said, your Celebrines, who was awesome. Yep. I hope he gets another crack at this next year. Seems probably unlikely, doesn't it? Like as a number one pick, it's yeah. pretty rare that yeah, guy's yeah. available again. I know. But, but is he going to be a Bedard? Right. Or is he going to be a Heeshear? Yep. Which Heeshear today. You want that guy badly on your team. Yeah, for sure you do. Uh, You know, but he was a number one. That took some time. Yeah. But so, you know, if he's a heeshier type, then, then let him come back. There's been some talk that this 2004 age group was already not the strongest hockey Canada was going to have to have, and maybe no more impacted by the pandemic than anybody else, right? Just at that point in their development coming along, uh, then hockey Canada obviously has some some budget issues after half their sponsors leave uh, while Hockey Canada is feeling some shame. Uh, so they didn't go to, uh, they didn't have their their summer training camp. They didn't go to that, whatever they call it. It's normally in upstate New York, right? Every summer where the, the top teams come over. Uh, this group wasn't invested in the same way. So I don't want to make any excuses for them, but you, you, you look at how many guys ended up in the NHL from this age group and weren't given back. You look at this already not being a strong age group and then the pandemic and the lack of opportunities to, you know, they didn't go to the Ivan Helenka, these sorts of things. This was just maybe never going to be your year. Right. And that's a bummer. There are some opportunities you look at as the tournament got started. Um, a lot of people would have said that, you know, when Jordan Dume, who was only there to score, that's a Quebec league kid who was lighting it up, which is always the highest scoring league Goal in the CHL. Yeah. So you brought it when that wasn't working. You got to pull the plug on that sooner and maybe go to a Carson Raycroft, right? Who is, is he's playing pretty well in his minutes. And later on, they start giving Easton Cowan more minutes. They start giving Nate Danielson more minutes. Wood, um, Wood for sure is a guy that finally got, but there's almost a, like you're cursed by your schedule. And again, I don't, I'm not making excuses for this team, hey, but yeah. you win those first two games and all of a sudden you're like, do I jumble the lineup now? We're, we've won. Yes. But are, it's not quite clicking. Like, you're going to have to look past the results and go, yeah, but this and this isn't working. So it wasn't until the Sweden loss where they finally shook up the lines and and started to get, you know, a little better look at how things could go. Because not only was this not a great year and all the problems that you've discussed, right? But as you said, there there was no Bedard, there was no Fantilli, there was no... You know, Shane Wright. Shane or, Wright, yeah. there was no Kurczynski, there yeah. was no Lunau. There was just... It, yeah, that was a huge loss with the last minute, Tristan Luno and... Well, and Nelson, and, and like yeah. they were missing, like, the guys who were on the ice. Yeah. God love Bonk and, and Donovan, but yeah. those are those are likely your seven and eight guys. Right. I can't speak for Bonk. I know Bonk I probably know. was a little higher up, but yeah, by the time, yeah, that second pair where you're supposed to be your eight nine guy, or the third pair, I mean, were yeah. supposed to be your eight nine guys. Yeah. By the time you got there, injuries to start, and and in terms of get, developing any chemistry, you know, you've got the, the Savoy injury, you've got the geeky thrown out of the game. I think it was eleven seconds yep. in. So um, this this team Canada, we said it, you know, when we teed it up, was never the favorite, but they just never. Got it going sometimes to their own fault. Sometimes things thrown against them. It just wasn't their year. Yeah. And almost one third, seven of the 22 players were 18 or the one 17 year old. Right? Yeah. It was a young. Well, you pointed out on our Christmas Eve show and we teed this up that you thought going in that they were gearing up for home here in Ottawa. Well, 
I think once you look at it and you go, okay, we're not getting the, the players we've already named. Yeah. They're not coming back. And at that point, not even Potras was coming back. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was. And that's another guy who just didn't work. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you parachute him like Shane Wright last year. Yep. It just coming back from playing. Well, so rarely that Curtis Lazar didn't Curtis work. Curtis Lazar was like, the only There up. is a, I think Ryan Joe, uh, I was going to say Ryan Johansson. It wasn't. It was Brett Connolly from Tampa. Uh, five or six, seven years ago now. It's hard for those guys to wrap their heads around, I'm, I'm being demoted, right? Like, in, and often they don't produce. As often as they do, they don't. Right. Like, it's kind of a coin flip when those guys come back. Yeah. So it it was, and I've lost my train of thought. Ah, I do that. It's okay. Totally oh, you fine. you do that. Yeah, I do that to you all the time. <laughs> but you're a pro and, and, I, and I'm not. Oh, all right. Yeah, it, it just, it just didn't work. It wasn't there here. Oh, I had mentioned that you were, you had suggested they might be gearing oh, right. up for Ottawa. Yes. So sorry, once that happens, once you don't get those guys and you go, all right, we're left with this, but let's go with, because I think there's seven or eight guys off this squad. Yeah. Eligible to come back. Right. Very similar to the checks, right? They had seven guys, I think, who, who had to watch Canada sing the anthem yep. in Halifax last year. Uh, also, let's not discount the terrible goal song. I got a lot of shade. For Great Big C, you're For not gr- feeling it? Not that song. Ordinary Day? It feels like... I didn't feel like it was one of their strong ones, but I didn't hate it. I, I'm kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's fine. Uh, I yeah. don't know, man. No, okay. I, and I know they were trying to get that sort of maritime feel. That made sense last year in the maritimes. In the maritimes. But you're in... And now Gothenburg, I believe, is also on the water, so maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, I... I, I just the song, not great. All like right. they should have went with the, you know, uh, crash test dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that would have been better, I think. Once yeah. it was this team who <laughs> didn't. Get... <laughs> Anyways, but that is uh, just to me, it was uninspiring. Yeah, uninspiring. Uh, yeah, I said going in, I wasn't feeling the buzz as much as I usually do. That. Never really subsided for me. When it came on on Boxing Day, I was up, I was watching. Uh, but, you know, I missed one game because we had a kind of a family thing. I missed half of another because we were – and normally that irritates me when I'm missing a World Junior game. This year I was kind of fine with it. I, I don't know what that was. Maybe that's my mindset more than – because I didn't go in thinking they're going to bow out in the quarters. No, you never do. No. Um, so – I don't think this is one of those ones where we should be panicking and planning summits and whatever else. Shanahan's busy though. This was a great year, or not a great year. This is not a great age group. Uh, They had some things thrown against them, and then they didn't play all that well. And yeah, I and and it seems like in terms of they won in Czechia two years ago, I believe, but. They don't do so well. The results aren't as consistent on the big ice. Well, it's funny, eh? When you look at that crazy bounce against that eliminates you in the quarters and you forget about, you know, last year in the semis, there's one in overtime, or maybe it was the quarters last year that went to overtime, or one that's just barely off the knob of Thomas Milich's stick and and goes over the, like, they played two, uh, two overtime games in the quarters and the finals, like, you got some bounces there that went your way. Yep. They've been in four straight gold medal games. At some point, you've gotten some breaks along the way, and this year you didn't get them when probably Puck you needed off them the TSN most. Camera. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things can go either way in one game elimination. This is not a. This is not one of those ones where you you need to melt down and Canadian hockey is broken and. Because that 2019 one, how about that? Was it Evan Bouchard or Noah Dobson? 
who's going in on the fins and he's and he goes to take that slapper and his stick breaks. Yeah, fins, yeah, yeah. And the fins go back the other way in a quarter again. Well, what about the one that was in the summer where Mason McTavish knocks the one down off the goal line in his own end that allows Kent Johnston to go? Like, that's a ridiculous play to keep that out of your net. You could have lost that one, right? Like, sometimes it's it's yep. just that close, yep. right? And You and throw so, the beans on the table and sometimes they go your way. Right. Uh, on January 1st, we saw the PWHL play their first game, Toronto-New York. And then, of course, on uh, on Tuesday night, Ottawa get up and going uh, against Montreal. Uh, I had the the chance to to go to that Ottawa Montreal game. It was that the vibe in the building was fantastic. Place was sold out. It was coming through on the TV. Eighty three hundred people. I think the final count was eighty three eighteen to Correct. set the the world record. Um, have you had a chance to watch much of of either of those games? What have you thought early on? I saw large chunks of the Ottawa Montreal game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's you can tell it's in a junior barn. Right on on TV, it just sort of the camera angles. You can't get up as high. It's not as. Yeah. But it was entertaining. It was entertaining, and the crowd was fired up. Like it was coming through the TV. So I thought, you know, from what I watched, yeah, I thought Ottawa was the better team. Carried the play for large. Uh, you go over three on those first three power yeah. plays in the first period. You know, you are courting well, disaster. So it. Uh, sent a tweet after the first period there from the barn saying, man, for as long as I've been watching this league, this Montreal team's been so dirty, right? Like this got a history of not being able to stay out of the box. Um, I did love the booing of Montreal. I was going to bring that up, man, because this has been a point and it's not been blown out of proportion as some things do on, on, on Twitter. The booing of Marie-Philippe Poulain, the nation's capital. You're, you're good with that? I'm I'm good with the booing. I'm good with it. I booed. Yeah. I was, <laughs> now when she when she when she's draped in the maple leaf. Yeah. Now she's ours. She's ours. But right. you're not you're not tonight. And that's and that is how you know that you've got something. Yes. Right. This is now club hockey. You're getting paid to play hockey, and well, you're no longer. You're not where you're on the bus, <laughs> or you're under the bus. <laughs> and so it was funny. I was listening on Tuesday. To our good pal AJ, and he was like, "Oh, I think you know the vibe is going. to, I think they're just going to cheer everybody." Yeah, this was before the game. Before the game, and I'm like, "I hope not." Like, I get it. Yeah, but no, this is this is for money. We're, we we want to win. Yeah, this my town it. versus your town. Get get out of here. Beat it. Yeah. So now that did happen at the end of the game when everyone understood the moment, right? The yeah, yeah. the occasion. And they're shaking hands, which I doubt they'll do after every regular season game, but certainly did that time. Then there was a photo of both teams together. Um, the crowd understood that and and stayed after the game to to clap for the whole thing, cheer for the whole thing. It, the, honestly, man, the, the vibe was awesome in the building, even leading up to it and everybody's getting cheered. And um, it was it just felt like something big was happening when you went in there. Yeah. And then they scored that first goal against disallowed. But that was such a bummer because people stayed up and cheered for so long. Like this is the first goal in franchise history. <laughs> and they take it off the board. And fair enough, right? It, it went under the net, right? Like, okay. it just, yeah. But that is such a buzzkill that people had... People love that. And you can't tell, like you've been to enough live hockey games. Yeah. Like you can't tell in the stands. It yeah. went in the net. You well, great. And again, the, the, the camera angle. Uh, so I'm watching from home and 
its goal, but it's 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 pulled far enough back, right? That you can't tell from yeah, that, yeah, right. It's like she chucked it in between the the skate sure. and the post, and yeah. you're like, boom, good. And so, and I, I, it escapes me who the two commentators that play by play in the color were on TV, yeah. but <laughs> they're like, oh, it's so nice that the refs are realizing the, the you know how big this moment <laughs> is, and they're letting it play out, and they're letting the fans cheer. And then you look at the, you know, they pan over and the two refs are, are discussing yeah. it. And you're like, that doesn't look like they're we- No. They're letting the crowd have their moment. Oh, it's under They're about review. to take away the exactly. moment. Exactly. And then you start looking and you're like, oh. Now to the crowd's credit, a little later on, Haley Scamura gets the first goal in, uh, in franchise history. And the crowd mostly recreates the same vibe. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Like we thought we had this moment, but people did get up and cheer. And to me, that's going to be one of the the coolest moments of watching this league is understanding and seeing these players excel in different roles, right? Like Haley Skimura, much like Emily Clark, also on Ottawa, those are players that on the national team are kind of third-line centers because they're very good defensively, right? Yep. But they can score when given the chance. And last right. year, Emily Clark in the PWHPA tour, she finished second to Poulain in scoring. Yeah. And so when you give these players these opportunities, and it's no different than watching the men's game in the Olympics, where all of a sudden you're like, you know, your guy is your number one center, and here he's the third line left winger, and he's being asked to do something different, right? Um, What was that line in Vancouver? Richards, Taves, and and Rick Nash, I think, ended up being the shutdown line. All those guys are top-line guys on their club teams, but we need you to do a different job here, so... In this league, you're going to see it kind of in reverse because you're used to seeing those national team roles. But these are players who can score and can compete. And man, the the vibe in the building was just that this is an event. This is cool. Yeah, we're going to boo Philippe Poulain when she's in on the, the power or on the right, penalty right. shot. Um, boo Montreal for the. But when it was all said and done, the amount of um, understanding that that this was cool. This is a moment. Uh, a lot of the people I follow here on on. Sports Twitter in Ottawa were all in the building, like wanted to be a part of this. So yeah, it, it was an awesome vibe to be there, man. And I was surprised by the air quotes physicality. There was, yes. there was some board rattling going on there. I said, so I did a pod on January 1st, right after watching the Toronto, New York game. And I said, I'll be curious to see, was this kind of a one-off or is this going to be a little more? Is they're going to be allowed to play a little more, a little more that let go than the international game. That'll be a trend to, and when I was in the building there for the Ottawa Montreal, like, yeah, like there's some, there's some chippiness here, yeah. right? Like there's some contact, there's some hits, there's, uh, so I don't know yet if that's enough to say it's a trend, if they've been told the rules are going to be laxed a little, I'm not sure, but early returns say, yeah, you're going to be looking at a more physical brand of hockey. Well, so Kenzie Lalonde was on, um. 1200 right. on Wednesday morning from, she's still in Gothenburg. Right. Yeah. And she does a lot of play by play for women's hockey on TSN. And so uh, she was asked about that specifically. And she said, yeah, you know what? She said, um, the AHL refs are the ones that they've used as, as, as soundboards for this. Right. And they've asked them to, to let more go. Okay. And they said. Well, that's coming through. Yeah. And they said, she said, typically when it gets to worlds or the Olympics, they'll let Canada and the U.S. go a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if it's Canada, Japan, they're sure. tight. They're tight on the rule book. Yeah. And There's so. some bullying that can happen. There. Right. And so, but they've, they've asked the refs to be more lax, that the women want, that the women want to do it. Yeah. The women are, are, are keen for it. And, and. 
Carla McLeod was on the radio on Tuesday, I believe, and she was saying... Head coach, yeah. Yeah, head coach of Ottawa was saying, yeah, these women are, are in incredible shape. They train for this. And it's funny because we were watching when when Brianne Jenner was in at the Ottawa, Ottawa Buffalo, I think, on New Year's Eve. For the Sens, yeah. Yeah, and uh, she was there and she was wearing a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, and Joe goes, look at the pipes on her. <laughs> right, like... These are yes. elite athletes yes. and they are trained for this. And why can't that woman take a body check? And she's, right. and she's saying, I want to take that body. I want to give. Yeah. So it has been in the first two games been the case. And, and I hope it carries on because we, you know, anybody who's watched U.S. Canada gold right. medal games, no body contact. There's a lot of body right. contact, <laughs> right? Like, or no body checking, yeah. but... You know, you're allowed to rub yeah, out. Contact is allowed, but checking is not. You're like, well, where's that line? Yeah. Right? Like, so to me, it's the, the men's game is has less. Yep. And so to me, I think the two the two are starting to meet in a, in a sort of a, a nice spot. Yeah. And so that's going to be fun to watch, man. I'll I'll be back. Like that was a it was a great time. But the the barn was hopping. Um, yeah. And just, already sold out for game two. Yeah. It's it's great, man. Honestly, it it. And they made uh, in the video package before they started, and I really liked the the tagline or whatever you'd want to call it at the end. There's a voice that just goes, "Ice time earned." Like we made yeah. it. Well, and so that's perfect. Stamp it there, sell it, put it on a T-shirt, right? Like, yeah, just a gray line. Well, and and I had I had a daughter who played girls hockey. She moved over to boys when she was ten, as opposed to the opposite. Usually they go the other way, right? But I spent four years, you know, through novice and P, novice and Adam. Anyways, uh, girls hockey is 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 fantastic, and and now this gives all those little girls who only have McDavid or McKinnon or right. whoever to look to. Right? They now have a spot where they can look to to go. Yeah, that's an avenue. That's totally an avenue for yep. me. I just now. watched it, Brienne Jenner here, right in front of me on right. Saturday afternoon or whatever it was. Yeah. And- and I'm at the glass or yeah. I'm whatever. And I go out and I am Mary Philip Poulin or Brienne Jenner or Emily Clark, as you sure. suggest. Yeah. Or as Sudsy in the announcing, Rosie. Rosie. Uh, well, I don't know what happened there. From Missouri. That Rosie. was the part that I thought was odd as well, was everyone was, Matt Robinson from Oshawa, Ontario. This was from Ontario. Matt. Like, yeah, that was a weird... Yeah. It was like, did he drop his papers? Is there a smudge here? And there was a part of me, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but is Rosie, like, Quinn on the National Women's Soccer League, like, does yeah. she prefer to go by? But it was the no city that made me think, no, something else weird happened yeah, there. Well, there was a pause. It was <laughs> yes. a brief pause, too. And Sudsy does the Red Blacks games. Yeah, yeah. The, so, and he has got a great voice. 100%. But, yeah, you could tell. Cause it seemed like his paper was smudged or something. Right? Jincy Rose. Yep. And... Yeah, he came out with Rosie from from Missouri. Missouri. Rosie, yeah. like, all right. It was it was, uh, <laughs> it was an odd moment. It was a break. It was like, from Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> a little break again. Rosie, <laughs> you're like okay, Susie. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There must there might have been a little bit of uh, you know a little hot dog grease something sure. on there. Sudsy Could have form, been anything. Former old lineman, right? Yeah. You know he's <laughs> he's up there doing his thing. So. 
Yeah. Very good though, man. Very good. Great night over at TD Place. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that as it continues to develop. As you and I are sitting here now, the last two teams to uh, to, to start their season haven't played yet, but it's Boston and Minnesota tonight. Um, as I said, by the time the good listener hears this, that'll be last night. But uh, the whole league will have gotten going and uh, I would suggest off to a pretty impressive start. So 100%. On the point, bringing that into the middle. Boyd. Big shot in and touches down! Ottawa's first goal! All right, let's jump back in. We've got another round of beers here, and uh, we should take a second to uh, to mention that uh, Rob's got one last Christmas present here when he rolled into the studio today. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So our pal Angela from the Lake of Bays Brewing Company, she dropped by just before Christmas, uh, dropped off a couple of holiday care packages. I wasn't able to deliver before the holidays, but I have taken special care to, to do so now. Um, and, uh, this stems from, I guess the first time she was on, she brought some beers for me and then, uh, I had one or two left that, uh, the next time Bunda was in, he'd grabbed one or two and said how good they were and thanked her for bringing them. So then she dropped some stuff for him. And then Rob pointed out, I don't know what the number is. We've never counted the guys done like 800 of the 1200, 850 of the 1200 episodes we've done and nothing for him yet. And so when she came by for Christmas, had stuff, stuff for everybody. It's the holiday season. Santa pints. Yes. So, um, the one you've grabbed there. This uh, is a spark. That's the spark. That's the classic, man. That is the, in my opinion, and, and she's been nice enough to let me try some things. That is still the champion Lake of Bay's beer. It's a nice red, um, coming in at right around 5%. That to me. That's a terrific red, uh, but uh, I've already been through my gift bag because I didn't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because you also had it. That's right. It's, it's, don't don't make it sound like I withheld. <laughs> I, no, she came I, like two days before I was piecing yeah, out of town, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's uh, not what this is about at no. all. But uh, I know there's a couple things in there. They've got a New England IPA in there. She's uh, she's packed for us. There's uh, I can't remember everything else that that's in, there, but there's five or six different things. Uh, but to me, when it comes to Lake of Bays, that spark house is. Well, you are, you are biased. About. Their... Well, no, just about a red. Yes. In that's, general. That's fair. That to me is your, is your go-to. Yep. But it is, it's, it's got a lovely flavor and, and, and to me the, it's, it's very drinkable. Yeah. And it's got like, it's, you wouldn't say it's darker than a red, but it does have a little bit of that extra caramel or something to it that yeah. I like. Um, so yeah, to me, that's a nice one. And so, uh, we still got to get Bunda back in here to collect his as well. Like I said, it was all very last we'll second before. The, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Rob doesn't pick it up and carry it right out the door. And, and anything that sits here too long, Matt's liable to get into. Like you guys should both be pretty pumped that I was gone for yeah. 10 days. Otherwise yeah, yeah. these would be, <laughs> but it has a little, I'm battling. It has a little sweetness to it yep. too, right? Yep. That's But not oppressive. No. Just a little hint and it's, it's, it should have sessionable on yeah. the can here because it does. That one for me, that's probably one of the first seven to 10 craft beers I ever tried. And I, you know, you never forget your first when, seven when, to 10 One of your first loves. three or four or five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've always enjoyed Just that love one. me. Yeah. That's, I really, uh, and I'll remember you. <laughs> So, um, but in an awkward transition, what well, can I have my beer? Angela, just Angela. Mm. Thank you very much. And, and really, to be honest with you, my exposure to, to Lega Bays is, is minimal. 
So this yeah. will be a nice introductory pack. Yep. Yeah. I'll drink it down, share it around. Nice to have friends in the beer. Uh, uh, 100% beer it does. Angela, yeah. thank you for thinking of me. There Happy New Year. There you go. Uh, I am into, you know, we don't have to spend a ton of time here. My, uh, this I is love a, it. The That's one of my from Perth. Um, a place I've stopped several dozen times on the way. It's nicely located right there on the highway beside the Wendy's on the drive back and forth between Ottawa and the cottage. Uh, so we've ripped in there a bunch of times and picked things up. There's always a couple of Perth offerings here in the, uh, the fridge. So this is a stout. Um, yeah. I like it a lot. I, the, the Perth stout. Yeah. They it's, make nice stuff there. Very, they yeah. do indeed. Yeah. They do indeed. And so that's a good one. It's got a nice, it's got a nice coffee flavor. Yeah. It does have a lot of that kind of ringing through here. As and I do love it, the creating its way through. <laughs> getting to my taste buds yes. through whatever I'm Okay, look at that. Yeah. It, it's firing it up. Yeah. Uh, lovely thistle. It's a nod to the Scottish up in the valley. So right. right there on the Perth label. So there you go. I got a lot of time for that. Um, why don't we talk a little sense? You've been gone, uh, I guess it's been two weeks since you were actually in studio. We did have the Christmas Eve show, but that was about other things. And on, was it New Year's Eve or the day before that? It was on New Year's Eve that they announced they were going to make a couple of changes to the front office. Uh, they wrapped up their half-assed 20-minute search for a new general manager and just decided, yeah, I'll do it. I, I can handle that. That comes on the heels of Jacques Martin being a coaching advisor for 14 days and his advice being, yeah, you should fire that guy and hire me. Um, I don't know if there's any... I might be being slightly unfair to the send now. I I'm, do love the alternate <laughs> history that we got going on here. It could be true. Yeah. It could be true. But they also promote Ryan Bonus, who they're very high on in the organization from AGM to AGM, right? I think he was assistant GM to now associate GM. Exactly. It's like all your coaches. Right. Um, they bring in Dave Poulin. Um and uh, he will be, I think it's senior vice president of hockey, hockey operations. Hockey. And then, yeah, Steve Steos will continue to be president. And instead of being interim general manager, he will become the full-time general manager. I had my chance on January 1st to voice my opinions on this. And we can go back and forth a little bit, but why don't you take it first and, and what you thought of them? Yeah, well, you're probably, I, I've heard your take on Dave Poulin before. Yeah. Not including the January 1st one, right. which I... It was much of the same. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still working my way through. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still stuck on Brandon's Christmas treats. <laughs> okay. Is that a euphemism for something else? Because <laughs> we're all looking for treats. Treats, man. We like <laughs> treats. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to Brandon. Nice yeah, job. yeah. Um, I like the hiring, personally. And and what I like about it- Of Poulin. Of Poulin, yeah. of if you look at the- Two ring circus that has been going on here. And I say two rings because it was one for huge and another one for PD. Couldn't afford the third. This is exactly right. Jenny King or whatever. Can't afford that either because you got to take your own garbage out. Um, it is, it is, you've brought in now with Martin, like you just got to listen to him in his post games. He's pretty calm. Mm -hmm. Got a bit of that grandfatherly thing going for him. Steos, you listen to Steos speak. He's not going to tell you anything that he doesn't want to tell you. And he's not going to do it in a way that's going to excite anybody. Right. Um, and Poulin also brings a bit of that too. Right. And I think 
the the calmness that comes with with these three hires is is excellent and is just what this market needs to be honest with you. I feel differently about Dave Poulin than you do. I have because you didn't watch four years of what he did to the Leafs. Yeah, well, I, I but I I think when you look at that's that's quite a front office they had there. He was working there I think the same time as he was under Berkey and then under Dave Nonis. Yeah, so decided you know what the, was making the Blackhawks win is Dave Boland. We should get some Dave Boland and give him a lot of money. Yeah, went yeah. really well. That is, I think there's some black holes in that in that front office. And I think for you to hang it all on. I uh, did not hang it all on Dave Poulin, but Dave Poulin was a part of the Dave yep. Poulin has to wear some of that. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Nobody, nobody rides for free. Yeah. But he was an outstanding two-way player. Mm-hmm. He's got coaching, recruiting NCAA experience. He's got scouting experience. He was an assistant GM. He's been watching. I just think he brings a varied enough background to help in a senior VP position. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised they didn't use, look, they'd already named Steos interim GM. And I think most people, maybe you felt differently. You can correct me, if I'm, but just assumed that means he's going to ride that out till the end of the year. And then in the summer, we'll be able to talk to the people we want to talk to who aren't going to be made available to us right now uh, during the season. I don't understand. And, and so, yeah, I was a little unfair with saying it's a, 20 minute half-assed search for a new GM. Yeah, yeah. But that's how it felt to me was what was the rush? You were already the interim GM. Why wouldn't you wait until the summer and talk to a few other people? It feels very much just like, ah, we didn't really care to talk to them. I think I'll be the best guy for the job is. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get that vibe from Andlauer or Steos. But Andlauer was on record saying, I envision a two headed monster of president and general manager. Yep. And now all of a sudden we don't. Now, you no, did no. bring in Dave Poulin. Yeah. So you have brought in another head. So what's going to happen here is, is there will be another assistant GM that will eventually come in under bonus who will become the GM. Steos will go back to being the president. I think right who'll now. Who will be the associate? <laughs> okay. Well, we, Jacques Martin. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Oh, he's the advisor. Yeah, whatever. Well, how we do we fill going? all these hey, made up I, titles? I, I don't know, man, but it's a nice thing. It's a refreshing thing yes. to deal with here in Ottawa when you go, Who's it? I need a title. Right. Where's my title? Um, to me, the thing is right now, the two headed thing will be pooling and Steos. I think that's bad news. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, to me, the, the only downside for me, uh, yeah. Wait, the yeah, only ahead, downside ahead. for me is, is the experience. You don't have anybody who's been, a, who's been a GM. Yeah. That is, and so whether now by was, all accounts, Steve Stales was at least on the list in Edmonton to replace Ken Holland. Yeah, yeah. So he's still not experienced, but like he's been in some front office. He was around Toronto for a little while, and then he was doing the Edmonton thing for a little while. Yeah, well, and, and he has so, but his only GM experience yeah. comes at the OHL and the AHL yeah. level, right? Now, if you were to hire Stability, Matthew Darsh, it's still yeah, yeah, it's still an assistant. It's still not. I'm surprised they didn't wait till the summer. That's all I'm saying. And if at the end, uh, you go third week of July, yeah, we had the chance to speak to the candidates that, you know, that we were interested in and that were made available to us. And 
you know, we still don't think any of them were the right fit. Well, at least it feels then to me like you fully did your research. This kind of feels like, I don't feel like waiting until July. Let's just do it now. And Yeah, yeah. And, and I think because we haven't heard, you know, whatever, you know, we're used to hearing Pierre Dorian's thought bubbles. <laughs> because we haven't heard those. We're a good team. It's true, Pierre. See, like, <laughs> talk less. <laughs> and now you will. Yeah. Well, um, way less. <laughs> it, it, it comes down to, I think, the message is much more closely controlled here. I have a bit of a concern about the experience. Yeah. But I do like the number of voices you're hearing and that th- this will be a collaborative thing. And, and it's, it's, to me, and Lauer and Steos have, been, have done a great job to not say shit if it was in their mouth, right? <laughs> but yet, you know, Stahos came as close as he could to say, yeah, that it things were sort of handled in a vacuum here before. It was a bit of a, there weren't a pile of voices. It was a one-man show. And I agree. I agree with that 100%. And so. Well, let me ask you this about Dave Poulin, because I knew this would be where you and I would butt heads on it. Yep. He was... Swept away in the great purge of 2014 from MLSE. And nobody's been interested in him since. Um, here in, in Ottawa, I, as you know, I like most of the local radio guys. And I always listened if it was Mike Johnson who was going to be on. I never listen if it's Dave Poulin. And I certainly understand there's some bias here. I watched you help burn down my team. Why do I think your opinion's any more relevant now, right? Like I I, I didn't respect what you were doing then, so why would I respect what you're... And again, I did this on the January 1st show. I understand that everyone who's ever spoken to Dave Poulin, who knows Dave Poulin, says he's a terrific guy. I have no doubt that's true. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean I think you're the right guy for this doesn't job. Help. Doesn't help you. Doesn't, right. There's no W's that come from nice guys. Right, so... When you're on the Leafs panel, I don't even watch intermission. So I do thank the senators for removing him from that panel. But I don't want to hear what he has to say when they call him up a couple times a week on the morning show. I don't want, I just don't get it. And no one else has been interested in 10 years. Why did they decide that all of a sudden this is the guy who can be our, like, it comes all the way back around and not waiting till the summer, right? Like if the best available option to you right now is a guy who's been doing TV for 10 years, then just wait. I, so what's, what's your concern? That the same, the things that I watched him do to Toronto are the exact same things that he is still piping up, up about on television, what do we on got? radio. Can you give me a couple of concrete. Yeah, it's, it's, it's old school. It's no time for analytics. It's, it's, you just got to try harder. You just got to do, well, you know well, what? I have a full-time I, analytics guy here now. Guy. Yeah. I don't think he's going to come in and fight. Like what Ottawa needs is what most teams have, a full-time analytics department, not okay. guy. And so I don't think Dave Poulin will be in here pumping his fist saying we need to expand the analytics department and they should. They should expand the analytics department. Like, that's a part of the game now. It's not but the whole you're game. You're also no? talking about a guy who, for the same 10 years you're talking with, it, nobody wanted him, right? Yeah. You don't think there's any self-reflection there? Oh, I'm sure there's some, oh, I'm still sitting here on television doing the... Okay, know. but that that in and of itself has to be worth something. If you want to get back in the I game, guess. you have to have some growth. I and think I, if I want the Sens, if I'm a Sens fan, to be going out and maybe overspending, like, get a guy, get somebody who's... Not 
you know, was dominant in the 80s, and so we think he can offer us yep. something now. We saw Joe Newendike try and be a GM. Didn't work. Like, we've seen guys who are good two-way players not work out in management roles. Yeah, I, Rob Blake and Joe Sackick also took yeah, yeah. A, a pile. Yep. Um, it, it comes down to, now, the one thing, if you want to, um, the one red flag for me is, let's harken back to, to July 1st and free agency. I think it was on July 1st this year. Yes, it was. The debate on the Ryan Reeves signing in, in, in Toronto mm-hmm. and Mike Johnson and Craig Button, I believe, were like, that's a bad signing. Yep. But Poulin and O'Neill and I can't remember mm-hmm. who the third person was, were like, this is awesome. Exactly what they need. And I was like, I'm totally with Johnson and, and, <laughs> and Button, right? Yeah. That's a bad signing. Um, it's not what they need. So that is a bit of a red flag. Um, I guess a half a flag also gets raised with an, uh, uh, on the Craig Berube talk because to me that is the most important thing that's going to happen to this franchise is the coach where the GM senior VP go in terms of who gets hired to coach this team next year. Yeah, because it's not going to be Jacques Martin. No, Jacques in there to try and take a couple lumps, see if he can implement steady the ship. Uh, yeah, maybe him. teach a couple things. This is it, and then you make way for the next guy who yep. comes in and, and drops a hammer if he has to. Right. I'm not sure. I love the Craig Berube talk. Right, and Pooley is a self acknowledged Berube backer. Right, Craig Berube truther. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. The the the. the um, the ship is still out sure. on, on Craig Berube and, and what, you know, how much of that cup belongs to him. How much belongs to Jordan Pennington coming up from the minors and shutting out the world. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like saying we'll take Aiden Hill and roll up that because he won us a cup. Yeah. Um, anything on the team itself? Look, I, are it's they playing fucking, tonight? It's fucking terrible, man. Are they playing Wednesday night? Uh, no, they play Thursday night. Yeah, so Tuesday they got blown up in the first period. Um, they, so I'm I'm watching. They come most to the way some of the way back five nah, three. Nobody and then, cares about that. Well, it's, I'm just it, trying to create the con. I'm not the you're not the guy who gets blasted. You don't give the sense a fair. They did come back, put three on the board, and then immediately gave up another. You give one. up a five spot in the first period. Yeah. Nobody gives a damn. Yeah. What you don't do. yell at your local podcaster about it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, like, I, what did I, I do? To I me, cheered for an Ottawa hockey team that night. To me, I'm watching. So I have the women on tape delay. Yeah. Because I'm out. I'm doing things. I'm a busy man. Sure. Rob's a social butterfly. <laughs> no, I didn't say I was socializing. I just said I was doing things. Hatchet jobs. <laughs> Anyways, I'm watching the women. Throwing rugs off bridges. And <laughs> I flip over because I haven't bothered to, to PVR the, the Sens game. Because yeah. I don't expect when you have... Points percentage, the worst record in the East, <laughs> and you're playing the points percentage best record in the West. Yeah. I don't it's expect not be things to, night. and it's just a 10 o'clock start. Yeah. And yeah. Rob's a hardworking, yeah. you know, guy. Won't, won't take that from you. So I flip the TV on and it's two nothing in the first. It's two nothing. And I hear noodles, Jamie McLennan going, ah, Ottawa, all so far, second to every single puck. And I was like, click. <laughs> I don't Done. Need, I don't need to watch any more of that, right? And so then I'm 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 looking for something else and I see and there was only four minutes left in the first period. Right. And then I look and go, it's four nothing. Like <laughs> since I turned the TV off, it's four nothing. And I'm scrolling through something else and bam, 
five. And I'm like, it's like they have regressed. It's it's you watch the New Jersey game. A week, they already quit on the new coach. A week, no, no, no. It's, it, to me, this isn't a coaching no, thing. No, I don't even think so. And, and the New Jersey game was was terrible. Like, yeah. New Jersey five one five two five two yeah New Jersey's scuffling along it's slightly over five hundred and they're just sort of they're talented but yeah. their goaltending has been terrible and they come in and they look like you you mentioned the Harlem Globe Globetrotters earlier <laughs> yeah. they're whipping it around and <laughs> Ottawa's looking totally exposed and yeah then people watch Ottawa beat Buffalo whatever that score was four one I can't remember on New Year's Eve yeah. Come and beat the Leafs. Yeah, okay, but they played that. See, Ottawa should have beat Toronto earlier in Ottawa when they when they got Joseph yeah. Wald. Two out of those three games they've already played have been flipped in terms of who deserved to right. win those games. And then this game, Toronto should have won. Yep. And if you play that game, so anyways, I, that to yeah. me is one of those things. Whereas the Buffalo game, you, I, I'm, I'm, I have people over, so I have the radio on. It's fucking like a hot potato, the puck. You take it. No, no, you take it. It's a, Between those two teams not in the playoffs, they played terribly, both teams. And so Ottawa beats a bad Buffalo team, who's yep. also not playing up to. Yep. And so people are like, okay. Here we go. We're back. Out like, on the road. You're like, did you, did you watch or listen to the game? <laughs> Nobody played well there. And so people have to look a little deeper, right? I know we all... In the local market here, well, most of us. Most know. markets. Not forty percent of us in the local okay. market would like to see Ottawa do well. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's you gotta you gotta put your fan hat a little bit on on the shelf for a bit and watch what's happening. This team is, yeah, more and more they need to make some cuts in the in the you know, man. The first cut's got to be the deepest. Oh man. First cut is always the deepest. Yeah. First cut is the deepest. I didn't deepest. have it. I had the tune. I couldn't remember who sang it. Is it like, it's not McLaughlin. It's one of those more no. like 2000s. It's even older than that. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you, The Vancouver game is alarming, but. Start the car! It's only. Every time it, it feels like there might be a step to be taken. Slip on a fucking banana peel, or you know, I like you can't get blown up by anybody five nothing in the first period. No, yeah, you get to come back in five two, five three. We're gonna make it respectable, might even get in at six three, and now it's whatever, it's just another fucking game. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I at this point, yeah, we talked about it before the, the holidays. This, this is a lost season, and you can still, it's totally lost. You can have some gains, you can learn some things. Jacques Martin can implement some things and teach some things. They're done. Like this, it's done. Uh, it's, it's, it's done. It was done back before Christmas, but it it is. It's absolutely what you need to do to do now is the rest of the season is all about the addition. Who who stays? Yeah. Who stays? Who is willing to take? So you're going to try at the deadline. You're going to try and trade Kubalik. Yeah, I someone will take him. I think Tarasenko, they gave a no trade for the one year, didn't they? Yeah, but the no trade just means... I get to pick. I don't get to go to Anaheim and then say it was on my no trade list and cost you a first round pick later. Who would do such a thing? What buffoonery is that? So, yeah, I'm sure if you went to Tarasenko and went, hey, you interested in going to LA? You interested in going to Vancouver? You know, wherever, they'd be like, he'd be up. Sure. Sure. Did you have a chance to... uh, 
on uh, the same Tuesday night. The Oilers grab another win. Connor McDavid puts up five points in that game. And with about 50 games to go, maybe obviously a little less than that, I guess, they are now back within one point of a playoff spot. I saw that last night. Um, Much to do about nothing, or much ado about nothing. Early in the season, did we overreact to their struggles? At this point, with that much runway left, they're getting in, right? Oh, they're they're totally getting in. Yeah. Um, we had a show on here where you asked me who's got more to worry about, Calgary or Edmonton. Yeah. And I said Calgary. Um, yeah. Because, and I think both of us, I, I, I'm I maybe totally talking out of my ass. Um, Far be it to. 1,300 episodes <laughs> into the podcast. Hello. Um, the West is so bad or it, it's got such mediocrity yeah. or, or worse. Well, to me, yeah, there is no mediocrity. There is good or there's bad. Like there's no, good, yeah. Bad. Whereas the East is all mushy middle, right? All True. mediocre. True. Yeah. So to me, they, there was always room for them to, that I, was, I, I wasn't so concerned. Uh, clearly McDavid was suffering from whatever that knee or hip or, yeah. or quad. They rushed him back for They the pushed him back game. or he pushed himself yeah, back, whatever be, it was. Be. Um, but they're totally like, they're probably still making it into a top three seed in that, in that, divi- yeah. in that division. Yep. So, but I think we're Vancouver, Vegas. And would you, would you count out Edmonton as a third seed? I was just going to say though, like we're done waiting for Vancouver to fall out, right? To- like, uh, totally now. Yeah. They're real and they're. But what do you, what do you attribute that to? Is that coaching or is that goaltending? Well, what's uh, the cliche is always the same, right? Show me a goalie. I'll show you a coach. Right. And, yeah. It's probably a bit of both. Obviously, when uh, when talking, talk it'll punch me out if I don't, <laughs> if I don't do what he says. If I say bad shit on the podcast, yes. <laughs> or if he's far enough away, man. Yeah, that's, that's three, true. That's one of the here in Ottawa. It's, uh, um, yeah. Uh, obviously, when he came in last year, there was an immediate turnaround, and at the time, it was easy enough to go the dead cat bounce, right? The new coach bump. That's what happens. But it's been long enough now. Yeah, Demko's regained his his game a little bit, and and so it's hard, I guess, to pick apart which is more like they're having this success with Kuzmenko being like healthy scratched half the time, and that was that's supposed to be a big contributor for them, they right? Tra- traded away Bo Horvat. No, that was uh, no, I know, I know. But oh, I'm I just see. Saying that was not last... for Kuzmenko. Yeah, no, no, no. But no, that okay. was last year at the. Yeah, they were. That's it. We're done. We're tapping out. Um, Pedersen rebounds, Quinn Hughes rebounds, Philip Hronick makes me look like an asshole with the way I talked about that trade last year. Look, they're good, and it's hard to pick apart, whether it's more coaching or goaltending, but if you're getting both, then yeah, this team suddenly looks a whole lot more dangerous than it did. I But see, that's... that's Because they can coast from here, right? Like oh, 100%. Yeah. But that's a point I brought up about Ottawa six weeks ago, that they have... They haven't made substantial changes in Vancouver. The primary guys are still there. Yeah. But you flipped out Boudreaux. Yep. And you made that move. And essentially, you've just made, you brought in a coach and the and the change has been, like well, they were kind of. And essentially, Demko gets back healthy. and Correct. Yeah. Correct. No, so no. it's hard at the same time to. You know, I I do know, but yeah. I, that's what I'm saying because the cast of characters, the main cast, yeah. Yeah. is the same there. Yeah, I I don't know. To me, I 
I don't think they're this good. They're going to be this good this year. They can go 500 or Gary's 500 or whatever for the rest of the season. They're easily going to get in. Um, am I betting on it again next year? I don't know. We'll see what they do. But Because they were the darlings of the bubble early, yeah, right? If you yeah. remember that, right? Yeah. They were sort of, and, and Vancouver was like, we're going to do it. We're going from here, man. Right. It's only upwards. And then, yeah. flap. Now, they don't have Pedersen locked up. I would have, uh, the talk was always, you know, he didn't want to commit till he saw where they were going. Was this going to be any good or not? This start will have certainly helped their case to lock him up. So if you're Eliash, you're feeling locked up. You're feeling like that's enough for you. Players love it, right? When you're in the, when you're in the moment yes. and, and the douchebag Vancouver fan base <laughs> is rubbing your back and like, Hey, you're the best. Yeah. Right, which is hard for them, right? Because I think they hate everything. That's true. And so I'm not sure what what the deal is. But, but you're right. When you're in it and you're winning, you're competing. You, you look around your guys and go, "Yeah, like Tyler Myers is this good? Like I we want can another eight years of this, right?" Oh. And then you realize next November, like, "Oh, we were kind of a flash in the pan there." Like we got JT Millard. Yeah, you hate when that happens. But the Oilers, man, I, to me, they've which is where this I thought we were going. Um, that's what, what happens. Yeah, that's no, true. So that to, look, I sort of thought, I, I never thought they were dead and buried, but I thought they were in huge trouble. And if they were going to get in, it'd be more like March that it would take that long to get back into that race, to get to within a point. And they just turned on the goddamn jets and went, yeah, yeah. as soon as we buried Jack Campbell and, uh, Connor McDavid decided, yeah, I'm suddenly a four point a game guy again. Five point last night. Yeah, I know him, but I, you know, I'm not trying to be unreasonable with my expectations. Of him. Four, four will suffice. <laughs> um, they're just, you know, they still have some issues, but if they're going to score like that, then they're not going to be easy to beat. And I don't know if that's going to work in the playoffs, all the same conversations we always have, but they will be in those playoffs now. Like, and at this point you've made it back there by January 3rd. To being within a point, as you said, it's not going to be squeaking in on the last weekend at a wild card. It'll be in one of those top three spots. Well, in and the division. Vancouver has very much in, enriched the top half of that division. Right? Yeah, when you have Vegas and you had what you thought was going to be a potent Oilers team. Yeah, and the Kings after last year, mm-hmm. and you go, they add PLD, and you're like, well, this Kings is, have been a bit of a wagon this year, man. Like they're pretty good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so despite their shitty silver helmets. <laughs> Not feeling that, eh? yeah. No, I'm not feeling that at all. Um, <laughs> but they are a good team. Yeah. And when you play them, you're like, man, they're big and they're heavy and they play playoff hockey. Yeah. So they're the kind of team you'd like to avoid. Now, and Cam Talbot looking like a post-Senator Leafs, Leafs stud. Leafs made him look pretty ordinary last night. Okay, well, Leafs do that. Yeah. Leafs do that, except when they don't. Except when they don't. Right, sort of hanging around, the, hanging around the wild card spot or on the cusp of it there too. Hey, look, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be lighting up the Kings at a three nothing pace, count on Martin Jones to yeah. throw down those shutouts for us. We're gonna be just fine. Well, and you're gonna get the big Humvee in there tonight, I think. Uh, I haven't heard. Um, as you and I sit here right now, the talk was we'll see how Martin Jones was, how he felt, whether you'd start him back to back against Anaheim or get uh, the Hilda Beast. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hill to be in there for her, his first NHL start. It's a back-to-back. It's a three and four. If you don't trust this kid to play Anaheim, who's perhaps the worst offense in the league. Garbage. Maybe just 
they don't have the the guys on overdrive on uh on tuesday night were having a laugh because someone it was an asinine statement but it was also completely on the nose it was like you must protect martin jones at all costs like like treat him like the president he and dennis hildeby do not get on the same plane together right if someone is ill in the locker room martin jones we are down like one injury away from yeah the zamboni driver uh taking reps for the oh, we love that goal. yeah and well, you're just waiting everybody's waiting for when does wall come back yeah, I don't know, man. Off the high ankle sprain with the lateral movements, I don't know what that looks like, right? What could and, go wrong? Yeah, no, should be just fine. That lateral should movement in the crease looks totally Not important totally at all, no. Uh, so we'll see. I don't have a whole lot more to say on the Leafs on that. If you do, that's fine. But I, I kind of covered my thoughts on it on, on the first. But they're, you know, it was an impressive win against LA, but coming off the heels of some God awful losses to Buffalo and Columbus. And yeah, there's been the some real birds, average stuff going on there. Yeah, and so well, and, and honestly, the loss to Buffalo, where they allowed two converted touchdowns or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. Like, yeah. I, I love it when you hear Joe Bowen complaining about how shitty the Leafs are playing, and then has oh, there's a goal. There's a, yeah. there's a goal while there's I'm complaining goal. about the last goal. Now there's a, there's another one. And you're like, sorry, Joe. Yeah. The boys are letting you down. <laughs> no, and that's what that game felt like, though, man. It was just everything was going in the goddamn net. Get out! Get out! Stop! Stop! He's already dead. <laughs> a banana split a Rooney. Yeah, exactly. It's really what that is. <laughs> Slipping uh, it up in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I got so much mixed reaction on that episode of the people like enough, we get it. And other people like hit it again. That's funny. Right? Like, yeah. No, so, it's totally funny. That's the way it works. It was totally so. good. Yeah. That's how life works. Uh, that's probably where we'll wrap this one up. You are away this, uh, this weekend. Yeah. Who is, who is capably filling in? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll find someone to, that guy. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. This will not appear on the podcast. Well, it might, but, uh, we're still looking around. I wasn't sure how this was all going to, had, uh, had somebody lined up, they had to cancel. And so now we're, we're scrambling again. So, so okay. we'll see. Someone will be here. Somebody well, will be here. And, uh, I think next week we'll be checking in with our buddy Lee Versage again over in Italy. That'll be fun. Uh, see what his long distance takes are on the, uh, he is, he has found a way to watch the Cowboys over there. Uh, and he has a lot to say on that, if nothing else. Well, and the beers. And the beers. I, I'll be, I, I'll, I should tune in because I'm interested in what he's, yeah, what he's taking down over there in the way of a raspberry swirl, something <laughs> or other. The lasagna pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little gnocchi pale ale. Uh, that's where we'll wrap this one up. We will say thanks again to our friend Angela Thompson from the Lake of Bays. Thank you very company. much, Angela. Yeah, dropping the stuff off for all of us here. That was awesome. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you are following along on social media at Tall Can Audio and make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're hearing us. For Rob, my name's Matt, and we'll see you next time. See ya! We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkong was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Yeah! <laughs> Ugh.